Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Money Matters Wealthy Thinking with Alfred Edmund Jr. Welcome to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. I'm your host, Alfred Edmund Jr. Who wants to be a millionaire? Hey, who doesn't? Well, if you're serious about building wealth, you need to be clear on exactly how that's measured. And after this edition of the podcast, you will know that many people who claim to be millionaires, well, they're just not. I'll also be sharing an insightful and powerful conversation with entrepreneur, speaker, author, and scholar, Dr. Randall Pinkett, the chairman and CEO of BCT Partners, who first came to national attention as the season four winner of NBC's reality TV show, The Apprentice. Pinkett goes deep into what it means to really think like an entrepreneur, even if you don't currently own a business. And of course, I'll have another great recommendation for your wealthy thinking reading list. But first, who wants to be a millionaire? Do you really know what that means? If you're like most people, you don't. A lot of people trying to give you the impression that they're millionaires or outright telling you that they are, they're just not. This includes everyone from most professional athletes and entertainers, many mega church pastors, and even most entrepreneurs, especially those in the network marketing business. It also includes motivational speakers. They may not be deliberately trying to deceive you. In fact, they may actually believe they're millionaires, simply because most people are mistaken about exactly what makes a person a millionaire. Hey, even most journalists like me get this wrong. Also, it is not only possible, but fairly common to floss a millionaire lifestyle and image or what media and popular culture teach us about what that looks like without actually being a millionaire. So if gaining wealth is your goal, you need to understand what it is and how that's measured, including how one becomes a millionaire. Lots of people who look like millionaires are not. And many, if not most millionaires, do not fit your idea of what a millionaire is because they're not driving their money. Remember, cars are depreciating assets or wearing it on their backs, their necks, their wrists or their feet. Nor do they live beyond their means. So to clarify, having an annual salary of a million dollars or more does not make you a millionaire. Owning a business with a million dollars or more in gross revenues does not make you a millionaire. Selling a million dollars or even millions of dollars worth of a product, like a record, a book, makeup, cookies, whatever, does not make you a millionaire. And certainly, living a millionaire lifestyle does not make you a millionaire. In fact, 
quite the opposite is more likely to be true. Most of us have been incorrectly taught to believe that wealth is measured by our annual income. Hence, our fascination with highly paid athletes and entertainers. However, the true measure of wealth is net worth. It is very common for people with high incomes and millionaire lifestyles to have a negative net worth. This is why a person can have a six-figure, solidly middle-class income and still feel financially insecure. Real wealth is about assets, not income. While people with higher incomes do tend to have more wealth than lower and middle-income people, the size of our paychecks actually explains only about 30% of wealth disparities among households. The rest is primarily determined by two things, the amount of savings you have and the amount of investments you have. In other words, assets. Wealth is not about how much you make, income, but how much you own. So with that said, listen up. This is what a millionaire is. A millionaire is a person whose net worth, which is the total value of their assets or what they own, minus the total value of their liabilities or what they owe, people don't want to pay attention to the liabilities part, equals $1 million or more, period. Even then, there are levels to this. For example, while you could technically be a millionaire according to the above definition, you wouldn't be if only liquid assets were considered, meaning assets that can be readily converted to cash. That definition would exclude assets such as the home a person lives in. Real estate, in general, is an illiquid asset, unlike, say, stocks, which can be quickly converted into cash. So when people tell you or give you the impression that they're millionaires, don't just automatically believe it. No matter what they're driving, where they're living, how many designer labels they're flossing, or how much ice they're flashing. Many con artists, including perpetrators of illegal financial schemes, as well as romance scams, gain the trust of their victims by adopting the look and lifestyle of a millionaire in order to get you to trust them and give them access to your money and assets. Until and unless you know their net worth, there's no way to know if they are really millionaires. But the better educated you are about wealth and how it's measured, the less likely you'll be fooled by the trappings of a millionaire lifestyle. You're listening to Money Matters, Wealthy Thinking. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. We'll be back in a moment. Support for Money Matters, Wealthy Thinking and the following message come from State Farm, who knows that many Americans struggle with their finances and most have never been taught how to manage them. Starting today, State Farm wants to change that by giving people the tools, help, and education they need to take control of their money, putting financial well-being within the reach of everyone. Now you can find out more at letstarttoday.com. State Farm, here to help life go right. Coming up on Money Matters Wealthy Thinking, making your fortune as a business owner requires a special kind of wealthy thinking. You have to have or adopt an entrepreneur mindset. So you definitely want to listen up for my conversation with entrepreneur, speaker, author, and scholar, and my good friend, Dr. Randall Pinkett, the chairman and CEO of BCT Partners, who first came to national attention as the season four winner of NBC's reality TV show, 
The Apprentice. Pinkett goes deep into what it really means to think like an entrepreneur, even if you don't currently own your own business. But first, it's time for my Wealthy Thinking Reading List recommendation. Regular Money Matters listeners know that I stress the importance of being proactive about your financial education, especially by reading at least one book about personal finance, investing, or business each and every month. Today, I'm recommending The Man from Essence, Creating a Magazine for Black Women by Edward Lewis with Audrey Edwards and a foreword from none other than Camille O. Cosby. Listen, I am a big believer in reading business biographies and those of black entrepreneurs in particular. Not only can they be inspirational, but they often provide proven blueprints and much needed reality checks about what it really means to become a groundbreaking CEO or a dominant industry mogul. Everyone thinks they want to be Oprah Winfrey or Bob Johnson until they learn what it really takes to gain billionaire or even multimillionaire status. However, few business biographies offer the kind of fun and glamour and scandal meets madman intrigue that you'll get from reading The Man from Essence. Lewis is one of the original four founders of what would become Essence Communications Inc., publisher of Essence Magazine, the iconic magazine for black women. And Audrey Edwards is among the many great editors who helped shape the publication since it first launched in May of 1970. The low-key, observant, and shrewd Lewis was, in his words, the last man standing of the four original partners when Essence was sold to Time, Inc. in 2002. The man from Essence is his telling of practically everything that happened over that span of more than three decades. Almost from the very beginning, the man from Essence feels less like a detailed account of the birth and evolution of a legendary business, though it is that, and far more like the kind of patient you struggle to put down during your vacation or your daily commute to work. There are several takeover attempts, including one by none other than Ebony Magazine publisher and business titan John H. Johnson. There are epic battles between partners, an attempted takeover by a chief editor and magazine staff, and several knockdown dragouts over the editorial direction and mission of the magazine. And that's just a taste of the tea spilled by this book. Now, my original reason for reading the book was about serving my passion for books about black business icons, which I do believe should be required reading by anyone who cares about black media, financial empowerment, and the success stories of business achievers of any race. But let's pretend you don't care about that at all. If you just want a fun read with a touch of the scandalous and more drama than a primetime cable TV series, you will love The Man from Essence. So be sure to add The Man from Essence, Creating a Magazine for Black Women by Edward Lewis with Audrey Edwards to your wealthy thinking reading list. You will not regret it. And now let's hear from today's guests, entrepreneur, speaker and scholar, Dr. Randall Pinkett, the chairman and CEO of BCT Partners, who first came to national attention as the season four winner of NBC's reality TV show, The Apprentice. Also a best-selling author, Pinkett just marked the 10th anniversary of the publication of his first book, Campus CEO, The Student Entrepreneur's Guide to Launching a Multi-Million Dollar Business. Pinkett goes deep into what it really means to think like an entrepreneur, even if you don't currently own your own business. 
Hey, Alfred, thanks for having me on the program. Uh, excited to be here. Really excited. Tell me about where the seeds of the entrepreneur mindset were planted in you as you got on the path that you, you got on to become a business leader. For me, I embodied what I call the employee's mindset for most of my early life because that's all I knew and was accustomed to, which is the mindset that I'm going to work for somebody else. I'm going to go find a job. I'm going to create a resume, and that's how I'm going to market or better stated how I'm going to monetize the skills and talents and passions I bring to the marketplace. It was my junior year of college at Rutgers University where I saw another student, Wayne Abbott, who I grew up with, same neighborhood, same high school, went to the same college, had the same major, in fact. I saw Wayne selling T-shirts. And I said, man, if this guy can sell T-shirts at the age of 20 or 21 and run a business, why can't I do it? When I sold lemonade and sold candy and tried to sell my toys to other kids in my neighborhood. And it was that spark of a moment, literally, where I said, you know what? I am not going to work for anybody else. And I shifted my mindset from thinking I had to work for somebody to earn a living to working for myself to create a living for others. And it was that entrepreneur's mindset of not uh, looking to the market to tell me where opportunity was, but to create opportunity in the market where there was no opportunity that was a complete transformation of my thinking, and I've embodied that mindset ever since. Wow, that's really, really powerful. I mean, one of the things that in terms of making that transition in mindset and one of the challenges that I see as a business and financial journalist is that there are many people who start businesses but have not made that transition in mindset, and it hampers, obviously, the success of their businesses. So it's not it's more to changing your thinking than just, I started a business, so now I'm an entrepreneur, if you don't address some of the mindset issues around what it means to be the boss, the chairman, the CEO, the person responsible for setting the vision and leading the business, even if it's a one-person business. What is the seminal thing that a person who thinks they want to be an entrepreneur, how do they need to think about themselves and their lives to make that transition? I say oftentimes, and I'm echoing what you said, Alfred, that entrepreneurship is not just something you do. It's a way that you think. And think about it two ways. You could be an entrepreneur but not think like an entrepreneur. And you may not be an entrepreneur, but still think the way entrepreneurs think. It's a mindset. So I've met people I would describe as entrepreneurial librarians, entrepreneurial professors, entrepreneurial teachers, entrepreneurial doctors, because they bring five characteristics to the way that they think. The first is creativity, a clever or inventive approach to whatever you do. Second is resourcefulness knowing how to make something out of nothing, or what Tupac said, make a dollar out of 15 cents, stay legit, and still pay your rent. Third is courage, the belief you can achieve whatever your mind can conceive. Not everybody has that courage. Fourth is resilience, the ability to overcome any challenge. And then last, not least, perhaps most importantly, is passion, boundless enthusiasm for whatever you pursue. When you embody those five characteristics, creativity, resourcefulness, courage, resilience, and passion, then you think the way entrepreneurs think. So I'll give a quick example. Uh, I went to an information booth, asked them for information. The response I got was, you know, I don't know the answer, but I've been getting that question all day long. 
And I had this look at my face like, you must be kidding me. <laughs> wow. If you had an entrepreneur's mindset, you'd have had the creativity to know I don't have the answer, the resourcefulness to go find the answer, the courage to go get it, and then bring it back to that information desk that no person after the first person would go without having the answer. But if you think the way employees think, you wait for people to tell you what to do. When you think the way entrepreneurs think, you don't wait for anyone. You go out and make it happen. You can learn more about Dr. Randall Pinkett and the entrepreneurial mindset at randallpinkett.com. That's Randall with one L, Pinkett with two T's, dot com. This is Alfred Edmund Jr. with Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. Be sure to check out my latest free ebook, Buy Love, Get Trouble, Sell Love, Get Screwed. How Decisions in Pursuit of Sex, Love, and Relationships Impact Your Career, Your Business, and Your Financial Success at GrownZone.com forward slash by love, get trouble. And don't forget to subscribe to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. And listen, if you like what you hear, and I know you do, leave a five-star review. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. at AURN.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Money Matters Wealthy Thinking, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.